Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed white as snow. I'd like to invite you to take your Bible and turn with me to the book of Colossians. I'm going to read to you from chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 1. For I would that you knew what great conflict I had for you and for them at Laodicea. And for as many as have been, uh, as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love, and that all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in whom are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. In the month of December, uh, 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 ja uh, how, let's try November. Yeah, yeah, See if that works. Yeah. I'd like to speak to you today because this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And I want to speak to you on the subject of thanksgiving and redemption. We've got many things for which we ought to be grateful and thankful. To be greedy, selfish, we don't have to learn that. We're born that way. Yep. 
But to be grateful and to be thankful, that's something we have to learn. Oh, may God help us to learn to be grateful and thankful. Truth of the matter is, there probably should not be a day go in your life that you don't say thank you some way, somehow, to somebody. Expressing your thanks. Something that someone might do. But may the Lord help us to be grateful and thankful. If nothing else, at the beginning of every day, we can pray and thank the Lord for the dawning of a new day. Thank the Lord for a night of rest. Thank the Lord for the health that we have. That we're able to go back this day. So many things with which we need to be grateful and thankful for. We need to be grateful and thankful to God the Father. God the Father so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Folks, we ought to be grateful and thankful to the Father that He loved us so much that He gave us His Son. Amen. <clears throat> I'll be grateful and thankful to God the Son. God the Son came into this world born of a virgin. But then He willingly laid down His life pay our awful sin debt. We ought to be grateful and thankful to God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ for what He's done for us. Amen. I ought to be grateful and thankful for the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that brought you to the place of repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're saved at all, you're saved because the Holy Spirit brought you to conviction and repentance to trust the Lord Jesus. It was the Spirit of God that led you to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to be grateful and thankful for our redemption in salvation. All three persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all had a part in our redemption. It was not just uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. It was all three persons of the Godhead. No doctrine is more despised by the natural man than the truth that God is absolutely sovereign. Human pride 
loathes, hates, despises, abhors, disdains, can't stand the suggestion that God orders everything. God controls everything. God rules over everything. Human pride doesn't like that at all. The carnal mind burning with enmity against God abhors the biblical teaching that nothing comes to pass except according to His eternal decrees. If God doesn't order it, it's not going to happen. The sunshine we enjoy out there right now today that's ordered by God. Best thing we can do is be grateful and thankful for it. Most of all though, man hates the notion that salvation is entirely God's work. The natural man wants to think that he has at least some part in salvation. But we have no part. The natural man has no part whatsoever in salvation. Somebody says, oh, but I'm the one that believed. You wouldn't believe anything if God didn't give you the faith to believe with. I'm the one that made the decision. (laughs) I wonder how you made the decision when you were dead and trespasses and in sins. You see, before you were saved, you were dead. But it was God who gave you life. It was God who gave you faith to believe. Your salvation is entirely the work of God. Entirely. I want you to know, first of all, folks, we need to be thankful to God the Father because it was God the Father who chose who would be saved. Oh, you said, but I'm the one that did that. You may think you did. But if God hadn't taken the initiative, you'd still be lost. You see, God chose who would be saved. And if He chose, it was settled before the foundation of the world. And if it was settled before the foundation of the world, then believers have no credit in their salvation. Any aspect of salvation, you have no part in it. God does it all. Salvation is of the Lord. 
It's entirely of the Lord. We are just the recipients of it. But that is, after all, precisely what the Scriptures teach. Even faith is God's gracious gift to His elect people. The faith that you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is a gift from God. God is the one that gave us the faith to believe with. True. Jesus said in John 6, 65, No man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. No man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. No man can even come to the Lord on his own. You have come to the Lord. You're now saved. You say, I came to the Lord. The thing about it is, It was given to you of the Father to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 11 and verse 27, the Bible says, Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. I want you to notice those words in the latter part of that verse, Matthew 11, 27. He to whomsoever the Son will reveal Him. Now, no man knows the Father on his own, but the Father has revealed Him to us. Anyone that's saved God has revealed the Lord Jesus Christ to us. Amen. Yep. Be grateful and thankful that God opened your eyes to be able to see your lost condition. God opened your eyes to be able to see the Lord Jesus Christ as the Redeemer. Yep. God opened your eyes to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. It's all the work of God. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone whom the Son wills to reveal Him. Faith is God's work to His people. Therefore no one who is saved has anything to boast about. It's a gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2 Verses 8 and 9 I read, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, salvation is the Lord. It's entirely the work of God. Now, 
In the doctrine of election is clearly taught throughout the scriptures. God chose a people. If you're saved, God chose you before the foundation of the world. Spirit of God led in your life even before you were saved. God led you and in your life in the providence of God He led you to where you were able to hear the Gospel. It could have been you heard the Gospel first time on the radio. Or you could have attended a preaching service somewhere and heard the Gospel for the first time. Sometimes you may have heard the Gospel for the first time in a Sunday school lesson. But if you're saved, somewhere along the line you heard the Gospel for the first time. And then maybe you heard it again and again and finally you came to the place to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But your coming to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that all began not at the time that you trusted Christ, but your salvation, the truth of it is, it began before the world was ever made. The truth. Before God ever said, let there be light. And there was light. God had already chosen you. He already knew you. Yep. He hadn't even made the world yet. But He already knew you. Yep. So I wasn't even born. I know. <laughs> but folks, we're talking about God. We're not talking about somebody like you or me. God already knew you he knew you before you were in your mother's belly. Yep. He knew you before your mother and your father knew you. Isn't that great to know? To know that God loved you and has loved you since before the foundation of the world. True. And do you think for a minute that He's not concerned about you and your needs? Oh, He's very much concerned about every one of us. He's concerned about us and He watches over us. Alan, in particular, He's watching on after Alan. He's been watching after you all along, wherever you've been. And here you are back and he still watching over you. Yeah. Isn't that good? Mm -hmm. Oh man. Alan, that's not only true of you, but it's true of me too. But it's true of me also. Good to know that you're loved by the Lord. So the Lord Jesus Christ 
loved us from before the foundation of the world. And we were chosen by the Father before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. Now that is Ephesians chapter uh, 1 verses 4 and 5. Is that that prayer on that screen? Yep. Right at the bottom. That Ephesians If that's not marked in your Bible, I'd like to encourage you to mark Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 in your Bible. <clears throat> now then, so He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. He predestinated us, he predestinated us to adoption as sons. And we're called according to His purpose. God called you to salvation and He had a purpose in calling you to salvation. And here's the purpose. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. By the way, here's another one. Another verse. Mark this one in your Bible if it's not marked already. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. God called you according to His purpose. He had a purpose in calling you to Himself. For whom He foreknew, He also predestinated to become conformed to the image of His Son. For whom He foreknew, He predestinated to become conformed to His Son. Romans 8.29 For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. So we're called according to His purpose. And those whom He predestinated, these He also called. And whom He called, these He also justified. And those whom He justified, if they didn't sin lose their salvation, He glorified. Now, let me tell you something, folks. Those whom He called, He justified. And whom He justified, He also glorified. Yep. It is still today the same as it's always been yep. in hell. 
not a soul in hell today who can say I once was saved but then I lost my salvation there's no such a thing correct there's no such a thing And when it's all over, it'll still be the same. Yep. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. He's not going to lose one. Correct. Jesus Christ will stand before the Father in heaven when it's all over and say, Father, They're all here. That's right. Yep. They're all here. Not one lost. Oh, you rest assured there's been a many a time that there's some of God's children. We're a bunch of sinful human beings. We won't act like idiots sometimes. You mark my word, folks. God knows how to take the Board of Education like the seat of our understanding and straighten us right up. But He hasn't lost one yet. Correct. And when they all get to heaven, the Lord Jesus says to the Father, they're all here. They're all here. Well, that's where it ought to be. So those whom He predestinated, He called, and whom He called, He justified, and whom He justified, He also glorified. Romans 8 and verse 30, Moreover, whom He did predestinate, then He also called, whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. So, thanksgiving to God the Father, God chose who would be saved, and if he chose, that was settled before the foundation of the world. My second point is thanksgiving to God the Son. The Lord Jesus Christ paid for our salvation. Jesus died for His sheep. In John chapter 10 verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth His life for the sheep. But ye believe not because you're not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. 
Christ died for all whom the Father gave Him. John 17, verse number 6. Jesus said, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. And they have kept thy word, for I have given unto them the word which thou gavest me. And they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee. They have believed that thou didst send me. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost. But the son of perdition, that's Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So we find that Jesus died for His sheep and He died for those whom the Father gave Him. That's those sheep. And I look in John chapter 6 and verse 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. An unsafe person need not fear if the Lord will receive him. The Lord will. Yeah. yeah. Now then, we talked about giving thanks to the Father, giving thanks to the Son. Now then, let's look at number three. That is thanksgiving to God the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 6 and verse 63, the Bible says it is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray Him. And He said, Therefore I said unto you that no man can come to Me except it were given unto him of My Father. If you have come to the Lord Jesus, the Father put it in your heart to come to Christ. The Father put it in your heart to trust the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Now then go with me to one last chapter uh, book. This is Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And I'm going to read to you from verse 1. And you hath He quickened. That word quickened means made alive. And you hath He made alive who were dead in trespasses and in sins. 
But God who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace you're saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves is a gift of God. You thank God for the gift that you have received. You've been made alive in Christ Jesus. God the Father gave you faith to believe with. It's God the Father appointed you to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John chapter 6 and verse 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. There's no such thing as any man ever saying, I went to the Lord for salvation. He would not receive me. I was cast out. No such thing. If a man wants to be saved, he can be saved. He will be saved. Philippians Taylor asked the question, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. What was said then can still be said today. What must I do to be saved? It's the same as it's always been. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. God has never had more than one way to save anybody. Correct. Everybody's saved by faith. Yep. Nobody's saved by works. Only way anybody ever saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. That's all saying things. Brother Chuck James or you leave his place if we close. Our most gracious. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, another day on this side of eternity. Dear Heavenly Father, I do pray for those dear colleagues sick, can't be here today. Dear God, you know our bodies, help them be packed in this house. <coughs> dear Lord, and I thank you for each and every one of them that come this way. We love them, Lord. This is our family, Lord. We thank you so much for our Lord, I do pray for Israel. Pray to come to God to those people. That is your country. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive us for our sins. Show us, watch over, care for us, keep us from all along. Lord, we're going to have lunch, Lord. And we thank you for our lunch. Be a nourishment to our body. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to have lunch here. We give you the praise, honor, glory that you deserve. And in his name we do pray. Amen.
Amen. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>